You're listening to the Soul Aligned Self-Care Podcast. My name is Tina Stinson, and today we are having on a special guest, Casey Weiss. She is a holistic nutritionist and wellness coach. She helps women ditch the diets and repair their relationship with food so they can lose weight, gain health, and feel great doing it. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Soul Aligned Self-Care Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Stinson, and we will be talking all about deep level self-care practices to help you have success in both your personal and professional life by reducing stress and anxiety and overwhelm, improving your mindset and creating a strong, loving connection with yourself. I'll see you on the inside. Hey, Casey. Welcome to the Soul Aligned Self-Care Podcast. It's so good to have you. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be here and be chatting with you. Yes, thank you. Um, So tell me a little bit about what you do. Yeah, so I am a holistic nutritionist based out of Northern California. And I really got my start because for years I struggled with food, with my body image. And I thought that being happy and being healthy just meant being thin. And that led me to so much struggle on so many ends of the spectrum when it comes to food and our relationship with food. And for years, I got caught in the yo-yoing dieting cycle, feeling more and more at war with my body each year, each month, (laughs) um, each day. And it wasn't until I was able to find a balance with still being intentional and nourishing my body, but also finding freedom with food and really just finding the joy back with my health. That is when I truly achieved balance for my body. And I went back to get my nutrition certifications, eventually also went on to become a life coach as well, because I recognize the great importance of understanding your mindset when it comes to your overall health as well. So important. Um, same for me. I'm not a nutritionist, but I am a health coach and I became a life coach also for the same reason. You realize how much is needed, how much of that coaching is needed when you're coaching someone to live a healthy lifestyle. It it just goes hand in hand all the time. Mm-hmm. So um, I find that uh, I feel like a lot of people could really relate to your story because I feel like every woman because of what we're exposed to in the media and also like social media on top of that can really make us feel a little bit insecure and kind of focus on the wrong things about our body. Um, What kind of mindset shifts did you have to make uh, in order to focus more on your health and less on your, the way you look? Yeah. So one of the big things was that, and I say this all the time is my body is more than a math equation. So we are so much more complex than in versus out. We are not in applications. We have scientific complex experiments happening in our body and understanding that for me, it was really helpful. And it really depends on the type of learner you are, not just type of learner, but type of person you are. For me, understanding more of that science, understanding how hormones were affected, not just by a number of calories, but by understanding the complexities of that, that gave me assurance for some people that could stress them the F out. (laughs) And so you need to understand and meet yourself where you are. It's not about being someone else, whether a certain body type or a certain mindset type, it's about understanding you and appreciating you 
for where you are at at this moment and then where you want to grow to be. So a big mindset shift for me was definitely, as I said, like understanding my body's more complex than calories in versus out. Also really understanding that the reason why people in my life loved me um, was not because of what I did look like. And a big part of that I started to understand was actually my obsession with what I looked like was detracting from my relationships. So I would be, you know, canceling certain plans or making honestly certain people uncomfortable with how I was eating and my behaviors. Um, and it was really taking me away from being able to live my fullest life. And so those realizations kind of all that cumulative effect of those realizations led me down a path of clearly something needs to be different. Yeah. Yeah. After you um, kind of came full circle and I'm sure it's always a work in progress as it is for myself, but you've, you've done like the full circle. You've, you've brought yourself back from that point. Um, How did that affect your self-esteem and, or improve it in, in different ways? Like how did that help you with the because I'm sure it affected your self-esteem, which in turn also affects all your relationships and your confidence, of course. Yeah. So it was definitely difficult because, so I went from like severe restriction and then eventually my body had really had enough. And so I was battling, as I said, like dieting and yo-yoing in this struggle for many years. And I started to put on weight. I was, and I was never in a like you know, larger body, but for me felt very uncomfortable. And I was holding on to excess weight in an unhealthy way. Gaining weight does not have to be an unhealthy thing. It depends on how you're doing it. And it was how I was doing it just like wasn't healthy. And I felt very inflamed. I felt lethargic. I didn't feel like myself. And so being a, now I'm forgetting what the original question. How did it help you you with your self-esteem? Like when you keep Full circle. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, now it's making sense why I was going on this tangent. So being able to, first of all, understand that my body was so much more and like people were appreciating me for so much more than what I looked like gave me this sense of release. And with that release and being able to stop seeing food as the enemy, my body started to normalize too. I started to be able to step away from this yo-yoing cycle And I was able to, by also understanding nutrition principles, be able to shed the excess weight that didn't not serve me and maintain it. And being able to have that confidence to maintain and still enjoy food I loved just allowed me to have more confidence in other areas of life. And I will say, um, my, I created an Instagram that I was like, wanted, because I wanted to start doing coaching. Um, and I got my nutrition certifications and I will say the journey of going coaching and the journey of putting myself on Instagram and talking about my story really helped me. I would say that was like that final healing for me personally. It comes for all different people. I'm not saying people need to make an Instagram with their story. Obviously this is my business account, but I used to be scared. I wouldn't want to talk about my story as much. I still feel kind of embarrassed. I feel the opposite of embarrassed at this point with my story. I feel so proud of where I came from because I know that my journey and by me telling my journey can help so many other people. And it comes down to, we all, we all know that our happiness comes from connection. And when we can be genuine, authentic versions of ourselves, when we're not hiding behind 
a certain body or hiding behind some fear about what, what we think other people think about us, we're able to make those genuine connections with other, have that more confidence and just be more of who we're meant to be. Yeah. I find that very interesting that, you know, you said once, once you kind of balanced your body out, like you felt like, like if it's like your, your, your mind and your body are connected. And when you're being so strict with yourself and you're on that very stressful, like yo, 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 up and down, up and down. And then once you like relaxed, everything relaxed. And Mm -hmm. I feel like, um, if people could just really, really focus on loving themselves and giving themselves like, my God, the credit they deserve because what our bodies do for us, you know, you know, especially with women, when you go in through like childbirth and then you mentioned hormones, like going through like perimenopause and then menopause and how much your body changes from just those three stages alone. Yeah. You, you have to change things up. You have to do things differently. And mm-hmm. it's really, really difficult sometimes to learn what you're supposed to eat and what you're not supposed to eat. So I, I feel like that's just like a huge, huge portion of it. Huge portion. Um, something that I always love asking someone like you, like a nutritionist or a health coach is how do you, how do you help people who are really focusing on a quick fix? Mm, Yes. So I am fortunate that I, most of my clients find me on Instagram. And so they know my messaging, they know my spiel, (laughs) um, so to speak. So, but at the end of the day, when I talk to people that are like, oh, I heard about this diet or this, or they tried this, what I want people to understand is that the way that you achieve it is the way you have to maintain it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Yes, you can lose weight by going on a water fast, but like, you're going to have to maintain it by doing something pretty darn similar. Yeah. Yes. So you need to live now the life that you want to live, which includes eating now the way that you want. You wouldn't have to envision that person that you want to be. What do they do for fun? What do they do for exercise? What do they eat? What does that life look like? I'm so for me, when I was thinking of that, it was, it wasn't like, I, I didn't want to be that girl that was constantly on my fitness pal, like my life looking like I'm constantly my fitness pal, going to the bathroom and Googling things for that were on the menu on, and then coming back to the table, pretending I was just going to the bathroom. I didn't want to like, when I ate dessert, feel like I was out of control and then just eat too much of it. I wanted to feel normal food. I wanted Mm -hmm. to be like my friends who, you know, talking about body types, we're able to keep them maintain like body types that were really healthy and they felt really good and confident without, with feeling normal with food. Like I wanted to be able to, when they had dessert, be able to get that scoop of ice cream mm-hmm. and, I love ice cream, but like, and just, and then have it not be though, like this Sunday, because it's a cheat. And then like, feel like then had to go to the Sunday to then eating something else and then eating something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then it needed to start the mindset of that person needed to start then and the food habits needed to start then too. So I will, I hear, I do hear a lot of people say, okay, I'm going to do this. And then once I achieve this weight, I will be quote X normal with it. I will be, I will let myself do this. Well, once you let yourself, once you X, Y, Z, 
you're going to probably regain that weight or like go into some type of spiral because you were trying to restrict. That's and, the key. That's the key right there. What yeah. you just said, right? That that point that you just made is once I do this, then I'm going to do this. Instead of like, I feel like a lot of people don't actually accept it, like genuinely accept that that it has to be a lifestyle change. It has to be like a whole lifestyle change and not just like a diet that I'm going to go on to. And that's why that you get rid of the whole diet mentality. Right. And I love that because I feel like that's one of like, it's so simple, but I feel like a lot of people don't see that. Right. The diet mentality. I, my whole thing is like, how can you live diet free? And the difference though, is, is I'm not about like, Oh, just you live life without a diet. It's so much more than that. We want you to live a life where you are still nourishing yourself with food the way it deserves to be. Mm-hmm. So you can eat in a way that you can have great energy. We balance blood sugar, balance hormones, help achieve your wellness goals, help to promote longevity. So you can be able to live a long, happy, healthy, energized, fulfilling life. It's not about, and that's the thing. Like there's so many extremes on that we see online. And we see movements of like, don't die, don't whatever. And of course I'm like for having more body positivity and people having more acceptance. But at the end of the day, I don't want you to be like just anti-diet because mm-hmm. if you're just anti-diet, you're just going to be eating whatever. And that can include food that doesn't make you even feel good. Yes. We want you to feel good in the process. And for me, that is why I, I dove into intuitive eating and that really taught me a lot, but my practice, I use intuitive eating principles, but it is not, I'm not like a specifically intuitive eating nutritionist because a lot of people come to me because they're interested in the concepts of intuitive, of intuitive eating, but they find that it gives, it lacks giving them nutrition baseline. And I want the women I work with to feel empowered with nutrition, to understand how to nourish their unique bodies for their unique goals, but Mm -hmm. also not be bogged down by all this diet stuff, all this nutrition stuff, because we are so overwhelmed with so much information. It's not, it's hurting us. We think the more we know it's, 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 at this point, it's hurting us. It's too much. It's too much much of also a lot of crap. (laughs) And it's, it's contradictive. Like, it's like this, everybody's saying something different. And so you get to the point where you're like, what do I believe? You know? And that's what a lot of people say to me. They're like, what can I possibly believe? Like, Hmm. how do I know this is right? And how do I know this is right? You know? Um, I love talking about intuitive eating principles. Tell me some of the things that you, that you probably use more often, like in your practice when it comes to intuitive eating. Yeah. Um, listening to your hunger, respecting your fullness, a huge one, obviously, like I love utilizing the hunger fullness scale so that people can reconnect with their hunger and fullness cues and quieting the diet police and really trying to get out of the diet mentality are some of the main principles that I use. There's a lot of the ways that we can reconnect with our body and reconnect with our emotions and understand the why behind why we're eating. The thing though, that falls short though, for me with the intuitive eating is if you don't understand first how to like create balanced meals, if you don't understand how to wake up, what types of breakfast to have, like, then you're going, if you're just like, I'm just listening to my body. It's hard. If you are eating sugar all the time, you're 
going to hormonally crave more sugar. And so <laughs> you're going to be listening to your body for more sugar, but like, that's not going to help you. So exactly. obviously, that's a, obviously I'm being very extreme in what I'm saying there, but it is indicative of a problem that I see happening very, very frequently where I have, I've had many clients come to me that like, I tried intuitive eating, it didn't feel like it worked. And I know people will be like, if you didn't, if it didn't work for you, then you weren't doing it right. But like, well, who are we to say to these women that they weren't doing it? Or like, no, it's about, they clearly need to find structure to have flow. And that's a big thing that I see too. Like we need to be able to have flow. We need to be able to have freedom with our food. We need to be able to experiment, but we also benefit from having some structure, having yeah. no structure. It, it, we like, oh my God, structure. That means that I'm putting rules on food. I'm not, we're not saying that structure of like, hmm, how can we balance our plate? Like things in our plate or, oh, like I didn't know that like I should be having maybe around this amount of protein. It's not about like rigidity. It's mm-hmm. about having enough structure to make your body feel safe, to make decisions that you can feel confident about. So you can feel confident about your nutrition and your body. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's a lot of people out there that have not, they didn't live in a household where maybe the parents were cooking and now they're on their own and they're eating a lot of processed foods, ready-made foods. And so they really don't know what a meal should look like and how it should be balanced. And it's it's not, yeah. And and I feel like um, removing a lot of the chemicals that come with the processed foods, um, can, can be a game changer for so many people, just that alone, you know, because it automatically removes the sugar and removes the salt and a lot of the chemicals that affect your hormones and stuff like that. Um, so if you, if you had like one thing that you feel like could really blanketly like help like a lot of people when it comes to like nutrition and having a healthy balanced diet, what, what do you think that would be? Like, how would that show up for you? What would be a really good like tip for everyone? Yeah. So I would say for people to, instead of focusing on macronutrients and dividing everything into macros, I would say focusing on how you can get protein, fat, and fiber at every meal. We think about protein, fat, and we just lump all carbohydrates together. When we can think about fiber and fiber-rich carbohydrates, this is going to really help with satiety, help with digestion, proper elimination, hormonal balance. So I see so many women, first of all, not getting enough protein and then not getting enough fat because a lot of foods with fat are higher. I mean, fat is the most calorically dense, but we need to focus on healthy fats and having enough protein. And then they think all carbs are just carbs, especially because that's what the macro community is taught. Mm -hmm. And that's just not accurate. And if we can focus on fiber rich carbs, we'll feel so much better and more satiated. Mm -hmm. And so I would say focusing on, on those And then another thing would be focusing on how you're eating. So a lot of people just focusing on the what versus the how. What are your emotions going into your meal? Are you getting yourself into a parasympathetic state, the rest and digest nervous system state? Um, Are you eating your meal super, super fast? People are like, I don't understand why I'm bloated. And they're scarfing down their meal. They're eating at their desk. They're stressed as F. They're like all over the place. So some tips there would be putting your hands on your stomach and having one minute of deep belly breathing before you start eating, take a light, a light walk after you eat help with digestion, um, try to have your meal last for 20 minutes, at least 20 minutes is roughly the amount of time for your hormones, like the chemicals from your brain to be sent to your, um, excuse me, from your stomach to be sent to your brain that you're satisfied. And so we often like eat and eat because we're eating so quickly and we're like, I'm still hungry. And then all of a sudden we're like, oh my God, how do I get so full? 
you didn't give mm-hmm. your, your brain enough time to catch up with your belly. Yeah. Um, so totally. focusing as I said, focusing on the what with protein, fat, fiber, and the how as well of what we're yeah. of your eating. Yeah, you're speaking my language. Yeah, <laughs> a while back I wrote an article for my blog called "Fiber is the New Black." <laughs> I was like, so many women don't get enough fiber, and yeah. and then they supplement with like Metamucil or something like that. And I'm like, I can't tell you how valuable it is to get enough fiber in your diet because it helps balance your blood sugar and it helps yeah. it helps lessen the cravings. And then like with the fat, when, what, what I always say is fat is your friend, fat keeps you full, you know, keep those healthy fats in there. You know, you need, your body needs that. And yeah, the, the mindful eating techniques of the deep breathing, getting into, you know, your rest and digest is, I mean, it's huge. And I feel like a lot of us just don't do this, especially like young moms. I remember, um, just like eating over the sink. I can't tell you how many times. And like, <laughs> and, and while I don't think a lot of these people are going to ever change their schedules or slow down, doing something as simple as that, those deep belly breaths is uh, excellent advice because it's something that's so simple. You could do it so quickly and it works, you know? Um, also people, I feel like a lot of people don't understand that, you know, your, your digestion starts in your mouth when you chew. Yes. 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 So so like you, that's your saliva. As soon as you start chewing, it's breaking down your food. And I think that a lot of people are surprised by the fact that just chewing their food better can change how bloated they are or, you know, how much gas they have after a meal or something like that. Um, I mean, it's not obviously going to, be life-changing for everyone, but these are little things that you can do to, to try to improve, right? It's interesting. Also, your even smelling your food helps to activate digestion. So we'll find that when you are cooking your own food, it can help you and with digestion. Um, I think there's also something to be said for like putting love and care into your food and no, no, like it, it, some, you make your own meal. A lot of times you might be taking a little bit more time to eat it, but um, scientific studies show how you like the w- wafts of food that you get and those smells and the you preparing your food and that and that that you intake helps to act start to activate the salivatory enzymes as well and helps with the digestion as well which is pretty cool that's so cool I didn't know that that's yeah it's really cool um that's a that's just like another positive thing about <laughs> cooking your own food now that's a good question too so how how do you get how do you work with people who've never cooked before? Like, how do you work them through that? So sure. I love to get, like ignite kitchen confidence. I love to cook, but I also understand that I'm, I'm one of those people who, if other people saw me cooking, like one of my friends who is a great cook, but like loves following recipes. She says when she sees me cook, she's like, it gives her anxiety. Cause I'm like <laughs> this thing all over the place. I'm like, Oh, put a little of this, like this, whatever. Yeah. Um, But what I really like to do is meet clients where they are. So also like, where are they with budget? So I have some clients, I'm just thinking of, I have a client who's a new mom and she was buying some more like meal prepped foods. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was helping her like with picking for some things for the menu and whatnot. Um, But then I have, like, I have a client who's like, I realized I was spending so much money on a meal kit service. And like, I don't want to be spending that. Like, how can I work through that? So with, we want to obviously get more excitement with food, but we want to be able to 
and baby steps, right? So like I have some women who come to me who are like super really into health already. So the level of ingredients or types of products that we're using in their, whether it's for their food, whether it's even for supplements, it's going to be different than someone who's like really a newbie and with mm-hmm. just like different types of constraints. And that's my job as a coach is to be able to meet women because that's who I work with where they are and be able to help to craft plans for them. So for people who are trying to get into cooking, I would say the biggest thing would be, how can we just get you to ingredient prep? And ingredient prep can be super simple. So one thing, like let's follow along the PFF framework, right? So we have, we want to have proteins. So maybe you buy a rotisserie check-in, maybe you get some salmon that you air fry. I, my favorite way to cook salmon is just literally like oil, salt, pepper in the air fryer for at 400, um, for seven minutes, like seven to nine minutes. Um, maybe though you get canned tuna, right? Like how can we get that then for veggies? Like how can we get you roast veggies? And one thing I always recommend, get good spices, good spice mixes, good spices. Um, if you're willing, it's actually a really good gift. Uh, I love burlap and barrel spices. They're the best, the great spice mixes, but getting spices for your different veggies. How can you get grains? Literally the pouches of grains, the fruit, the one there's shelf stable, there's frozen. Yeah. And then with fats, like whether we, I give you uh, recommendations for high quality fats, fats you can buy with sauces, or whether it's like giving you recipes for your own, um, your own pesto or your own vinaigrettes to make, like, how can we then make these building blocks so that you can then assemble different meals and you can have a lot? Because what I find with a lot of people who are overwhelmed with cooking, it's like, okay, yes, I can maybe have the energy to cook a meal, but then it's just maybe lasting me for a couple meals. And I, what am I supposed to do? So I find ingredient prepping is really helpful. Um, and then we can build our own bowls accordingly. Mm-hmm. And then along with that, like, how can we throw in one, like, recipe a week and be able to build on your repertoire of skills in the kitchen to again, like restore that kitchen confidence. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I absolutely agree with that. It could be really difficult for someone who's never cooked before. So doing like those little, those meal prep things, like with the, um, I love the idea of making the bowls, you know, like, you know, cooking like a, a bunch of quinoa at the beginning of the week and slicing up some veggies and then making your own salad dressing. Yeah. something that could, you could create so many different meals with that. You know, you could put that exactly. in a salad, you could put it in a wrap, whatever. But yeah, I, I, I love that. Just baby steps, like you said. Um, what a, well, I'm looking at my list here because I want to make sure I ask you all the questions that I wanted to ask you. Oh, you're good. Oh yeah. This is, I don't think we really covered this yet, but what are some of the biggest things that hold people back from making the changes that they need to make? Do you find it's more like health-wise, food-wise, cooking-wise, or do you find that it's more on the mindset side of things? I think the fear of gaining weight is a big one that people struggle with. It's like, okay, I don't want to die, but like, then am I going to blow up? That's what people say. Yeah. And it's like, this is why I'm, I'm, we're we're like, no, most of the women who won't come to me want to lose weight and we are able to attain that. But it's about by not letting that be the main focus. Yes. When we can focus on health, we can focus on all the amazing other benefits of achieving health, then the weight loss can come. Yeah. Um, I find that that's the, it's the mental hurdles because people come to me like, I follow you. I follow this. I have all these infographics on Instagram saved, but like, where's that going? Right. Yeah. Like, 
I, I, I remember for when I, when I would have to have so many low calorie recipes, like I had like bookmarks and bookmarks, the things I never make mm-hmm. exercise plans, 500 calorie burn workout, like crazy crap. Um, and the thing is, is that the problem is in an, there is a knowledge issue for old people, like just get parsing through the correct knowledge. But a lot of it is just like the mindset, the support, you know, like yeah. you're not, you're getting support from people who are all the Google guide and talk about the people to restrict. Um, the, the, unfortunately so much of what the conversation of women to women is not productive in terms of creating healthy, healthier, happier bodies. I, I absolutely love what you do. I think, uh, I think it's, it's very needed in today's society. Tell, tell everybody where they could find you and how they could work with you. Thank you so much. Um, I truly feel like this is what I was meant to do. I was working in corporate for a while, working in the food industry, actually visited farms for a living. So I was always like in the healthy food space. Um, but I like just felt such a calling and now I've been doing this and helping helped women all over the world. Um, so the best place to connect with me is honestly on Instagram. I am your case for wellness. Um, I should have a couple of private coaching spots open. I have a new offer coming out. So, um, depending on when this is posted, there'll be before or after that, another type of coaching offer. I, I also have, a, um, a pregnancy course, um, with nutrition and fitness, I have a kickstart course, um, too. So all of that stuff, you can find my link in bio and I'd love for your listeners to give them, um, my free work resources of my stop overeating guide and my top nutrition tips video. So I can send that over to you as a link that you can include in the show notes too, for your listeners. Absolutely. You guys can find it in the show notes. I have, I have one more question. This is just a fun question. That's not related to nutrition. So if you could have anything in the world, uh, no limitations, like money, age, circumstances, what would it be? Oh my gosh. Uh, I just always say like more adventure. I'm like a very adventurous soul. I know we were just, before we, we were recording this, we we're talking about this and I'm like, oh yeah, I was just in New York city for two, I live in California. I was like New York city for two weeks and Italy for three weeks. And I just more and more adventure. I found that I was really lucky that I was able to still meet with clients also while I was away, but being able to just, I also am, I'm, I'm pregnant. Um, so I'm going to be having a, a baby. <laughs> and so I know that'll be, it's all different types of adventure, but I think that's just what always brings me the most joy. What I find is being able, and also honestly, as I, it's really coming for all circle saying this and not just doing this as like a shameless plug, but being able to finally feel confident with my body and with food has been able, has allowed me to truly enjoy adventure, enjoy travel and adventure doesn't have to just be travel, obviously, but just like finding the gratitude in the, in the everyday moments and finding ways to make the everyday not mundane. I'm very lucky to have a husband who's always down for things. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say more, more adventure always. Nice. I love it. I absolutely love it. You know, that's, what's funny is I ask everybody, all my guests that come on that question and it almost always has something to do with travel. Almost always. Really? I was like thinking I'd be unique. (laughs) Well, you know, it's some of the, one of the answers was to have like, like this, like free travel pass, like where they could just hop on an airline and go anywhere they wanted. So you are unique. But it always seems very like it has something on that lines. Like it's like a freedom thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. 
So everybody, you could find everything that you need from Casey in the show notes. And I want to thank you once again for coming on. It was great having you as a guest. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.